Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Dude, it's a fine day for a radio program. That's all I got to tell you. I, I always anxiously await your, uh, <laughs> y- your, your entrance onto the stage. You know, it reminds me of that movie, The Greatest Showman, when... When Hugh Jackman hands off the baton to uh, that 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 his his uh, protege guy at the end, and he just waiting for you to start dancing like elephants to start coming out, you start doing like the trampoline. I'm wearing my or top something. hat tomorrow. Joe, how baby. are you today? All of a sudden, we cut to a wide shot of Joe. <laughs> hey, um, seriously, we have a stacked show today. I drove Joe and my wife Paula crazy last night producing yeah. today's show. There's so much. We'll see what we can get to. Um, so let's not waste any more time. We had the bar testimony yesterday and just some astonishing video um you are not going to want to miss all right today's show brought to you by buddies at helix sleep helix sleep makes the finest mattresses out there ladies and gentlemen we love helix sleep in this house this is a helix sleep household helix sleep is a quiz it just takes two minutes for you to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you don't go buy some generic mattress made for someone else buy one customized for you you a sly a side sleeper like me a hot sleeper like me too you like a plush or a firm bed with helix there's no more guesswork or confusion and no more compromising on some second rate mattress helix sleep is rated number one numero Uno, the mattress by GQ and Wired Magazine. CNN called it the most comfortable mattress they've ever slept on. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. True story. We have one for my youngest daughter, Amelia, Helix Sleep Mattress. My wife goes inside to read her books at night and loves the mattress so much she falls asleep on that mattress. So we are getting another one now for our room so I can get my wife back and rescue her uh, from my children who have taken my wife hostage at night. I love my kids. Please, But I got to get my wife back. Thank you, Helix. And for couples, Helix can split the mattress down the middle, providing individual support needs and feel preferences for each side. Should be great because me and my wife like it a little different. They have a 10-year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. No worries there. Helix is offering up to $125 off all mattress orders for our listeners. $125 off mattress orders for all listeners at helixsleep.com slash Dan. That's helixsleep.com slash Dan for up to $125 off your mattress order. What a deal. Helixsleep.com slash Dan. Do not miss out. All right. Uh, Before we get to Bill Barr, let's go, baby. Let's go. Before we get to Bill Barr and uh, uh, just an astonishing dump yesterday on Jim Comey that got lost in all the Bill Barr stuff. Mm. Hat tip, uh, that undercover Hubert Twitter account. Guy's great. Um, I want to get to this Bernie Sanders thing because we are running in a 2020 election against a bunch of socialists who are out there screaming and yelling like a bunch of banshees, <laughs> screaming like, like Howard Dean style, <laughs> screaming about wealth redistribution and socialism. Bernie Sanders at the tip of the spear is leading the pack. So Bernie Sanders, uh, as evidenced by his numerous speeches, tweets, and otherwise, he can't stand uh, millionaires. He obviously doesn't like millionaires. He can't stand that Trump is wealthy. He can't stand, as evidenced by his tweet, that the Trump cabinet has people in there who have been successful. We have a uh, the tweet up on the screen. If you want to watch the show, you can go to YouTube.com slash Bongino. I'll read it for you. This was a Bernie Sanders tweet on his official verified account at Senator Sanders. Trump's quote, anti-establishment cabinet of millionaires, millionaires and billionaires, like he says it, (laughs) is worth more than one third of U.S. households combined. (gasps) 
Oh my gosh, Bernie raging, raging against the, well, the, 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 the dying of the light. Dramatic Bernie Sanders. Raging He can't burn. stand millionaires and billionaires. Well, what did we find out yesterday? New York yeah. Times story by Cheryl, Cheryl Gay Stolberg. Bernie Sanders, now a millionaire, pledges to release tax returns by Monday. Ah. New York slimes. This is just peachy. So... Now we know why Bernie's been hiding his tax returns up till then. You know why? Because he's, folks, take this to the bank, cash this check. Bernie Sanders has had a focus group together because he's a fraud and he's a hypocrite. He's the biggest phony out there. I Mark my words. He has had a political focus group together and he is trying to find a way. It's the reason he was delaying his taxes to message to the public that he is, in fact, the very same person he rails against because he's a fraud. He is a, a lieutenant general in the in the fraud hypocrite brigade. He is leading. George, he's on the horse at the front <laughs> of the hypocrite brigade getting ready to attack. Bernie, he is the biggest phony out there. So his message now, because he was hit on this, Check out this tweet, how he tries to message his new millionaire status. This is hysterical. This is comical in its tier one absurdity. This is a tweet from John Harwood. Bernie Sanders acknowledging that he's rich as he belatedly prepares to release his tax returns. <laughs> this is so epic. What? This is hashtag epic fail. I wrote a best-selling book. If you write a best-selling book, you could be a millionaire too. Really? Well, listen, well, there you go. as my wife so kindly pointed out today, we do okay, but we didn't become millionaires from our books. Our books do well, but, you know, we have to split them up. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was marketing, a lot of costs in it, and we had some researchers who helped out, and we did the right thing, but we didn't become millionaires. Bernie did. This guy is a fraud. He is, forget lieutenant general. This guy's a four-star general in the <laughs> hypocrisy army. He is a total fraud. So in order for Bernie to rescue this guy's sully destroyed reputation among serious people, Bernie, Bernie, bro, hey, bro, bro, B-R-U-H, bro, hey, bro. The Bernie bros don't care at all because Bernie bros just, they're like, it's a religion for them. This is not based in reality. They won't understand that this guy is a hypocrite. He's yeah. been railing against millionaires and billionaires that he is one of them. Bernie Bros. But reasonable people, his reputation is destroyed because he's a fraud. If you put together facts and logic and you say Bernie Sanders hates millionaires and billionaires and the aggregation of wealth, yet Bernie Sanders is a millionaire who has aggregated wealth himself. If you build a best-selling book, you'll be a millionaire himself. <laughs> Bernie Bro Bernie should lead by example and to rescue his sullied reputation, I have a suggestion. Remember, what was that movie? with? Was it an Adam Sandler? Was it Billy Madison? You can do it. Oh, Remember yeah. Rob Schneider? You can, you can do it. Was that a Billy Madison? Yeah. You yeah. can do it, Billy. Yeah. I think, but Bernie, you can do this. You can redistribute the money from these book sales. I expect you. I am now calling. Folks, let's start a movement. And here's what we do. Give it back. Hashtag on Twitter. Give it back. Send it. Uh, hashtag that to Bernie on all of his tweets. Give it back, buddy. You're a socialist. Your whole credo, your whole reason for being is that government is best is the best spender and allocator of resources. That individuals are not. That individuals who actually produce, aggregate, collect wealth, whatever, put wealth in a bank, accumulate wealth via business successes. 
That is not the best way to uh, to operate an economy. Your theory, Bernie, is the best way to operate an economy is to turn that money over to government. You are a <laughs> socialist. Do the right thing. Lead. I will expect you at a minimum, a minimum, to donate 50%. I'm being kind because socialists want full collectivization. In other words, the full collectivization of private assets to the government. I'll give you a pass. I am expecting, hashtag give it back, Bernie Sanders to give 50%. Thank you, Miss Paula, who even put it up on our YouTube, <laughs> youtube.com slash Bernie. Hashtag give it back, Bernie. This should be the new, you know they have their own hashtag? Yeah. Feel the burn. Respond to every feel the burn hashtag by a Bernie bro. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Respond with give it back. Bernie needs to give back 50% of those book sales to salvage his sullied reputation. Otherwise, I don't want to hear another peep from this guy about Medicare for all, about redistribution, socialism, nothing. Give it back, Bernie. Give it back. You can do it. You can do it. Gosh, did we need Rob Schneider right now? You know, Bernie would also oh. look pretty good in some sort of paramilitary uniform. You know what I mean? Going to work like, like that. Like Castro? Yeah, you get what With I'm the going. Hat? Yeah. Don't you think With that the would look great With the Castro hat on <laughs> and the green uni? Yeah, The baby. green uni. That's yes. not a bad idea, Joe. No, man. The military cap? Can you see yeah, and, but You know what? And then if he gives it back, at least he'd be for real. Yeah. Because those are two things that will happen. Yeah. It's actually good. First, you will have military tyranny, political prisons, death, and destruction. And second, if he gives back the money so he'd stand by that, at least he'd represent what he represents, right? Dude. Government control of people's freedom, liberty, in the economy, but he gives back the money. At least he'd be ideologically aligned with what he's telling everyone Bingo. else. But he won't do any of that. Not a bad idea, though, Joe. Thank All you, right. Sir. Um, yesterday, I don't even know where to start. Bill Barr was up on the hill. I actually do know. I had a line in it. Here's my note. You want to see my notes? You can check this out on youtube.com slash Bongino. Sorry, but the video is that's, that's how many notes I had for today's Boy. show. Took us a good four hours to get today's show together because there's so much stuff. So Bill Barr, the attorney general, goes up to Capitol Hill yesterday, testifies, and I have it broken down to three major takeaways. I mean, I, I could, you know, we use the word bombshells a lot, but it's overused clearly. But these are three, let's call them in the interest of being not hyperbolic, significant takeaways uh, from yesterday. So uh, before we start, can we play that video quick of Bill Barr's reaction? This just set the standard for yesterday. This is Bill Barr's reaction where he just like, you got to see the facial expression he makes. This is just quickly Bill Barr's reaction when being questioned by a uh, Democrat congresswoman. And he just clearly has no time for the nonsense. So he knows he's about to be subjected to uh, play that cut. It's very clear that he opposed it. And so let it work out in legislation. I want you to be very, I want you to be very, let me finish my question because that's what I heard. Maybe you need to clarify it. So this Democratic congresswoman tries to put words in his mouth. He's like, no, I didn't say that. And then, uh, for those of you not watching, she comes back and she's like, well, this is what I heard. This is that whole Democrat, this is my truth thing. Yeah. In other words, there's no such thing as true, Joe. It's my truth. Ten like, Joe, Joe, my truth is your name is John. Uh, Dan, my name is Joe. It doesn't matter. It's my truth. Your name is John Armacost. Stop <laughs> telling me your name is Joe. But Dan, it's on my birth certificate. Dude, it's my truth. It's my truth. This is her truth. What Bar Bill Barr did is I have a little 
cut from that later, too. It happened to Candace Owens as well. Hopefully we'll get to it today. Where it's their truth. It's not what Candace Owens or Bill Barr actually said. But you got to see Barr's face. For those of you listening on the audio, he just totally gassed this lady off. Shrugs his shoulders like, okay, whatever. That's not what I said. But if you insist that's what I said, you just roll with that. Go right ahead. So that sets the tone. Let's get to major, uh, major developing story number one. This is from the Hill Yesterday piece by John Solomon. Uh, just amazing. The, t- the title of the piece will be in the show notes today. Please check them out at Bongino.com. If you subscribe to my email list, I will send you these articles. The Hill, uh, titled The Single Sentence Russia Bombshell That Attorney General Barr Delivered to Congress by John Solomon. Uh, short piece really just summarizes the fact that Bill Barr has now uh, told us all under oath that he is investigating the FBI conduct in the Russiagate, Spygate, uh, the FBI malfeasance during the campaign and afterwards, the presidential campaign afterwards. He is investigating it. You may say, oh, okay, so what's the big... Oh, oh, no, no, no. There are some big, big nuggets in there. Big nuggets. First, here's a snippet from John Solomon's piece at the Hill. Though it didn't happen on his watch, Barr told Congress he will investigate, and we highlighted this, how the FBI came to conduct a counterintelligence investigation against Donald Trump, then the Republican nominee for president starting in the summer of 2016. Hold, we'll go back to that in a second. So takeaway number one, remember I said there were three takeaways. I want to break this down so it's collated nicely for you in your cerebral cortex. Takeaway number one is Barr, the attorney general, is investigating himself the FBI's conduct. Under one, Barr opens investigation. Here's a sub-bullet. He's investigating how it opened. Why is that important? I know Joe knows, and I know our regular listeners are like, oh, 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 yes, yesterday's show makes sense. Why is he investigating how they opened the investigation of the Trump? The New York slimes... David Korn, Chris Saliza, and all the sleazy liberal useful idiots out there working for the Russians and all the disinformation people out there already told us how. Joe, how did the investigation start? Yeah. Papadopoulos meets with Downer in a London bar, right? The there New York is. Times yeah. said it. The right. FBI said it. What are, what are we investigating? What's the... Oh, you mean that's an open question? Oh. How they... St- Why is it an open question? Because I told you the FBI is hiding something. The top, I'm not talking about the the, the hump workers. Uh, we, used to, we used to call ourselves that in the Secret Service, not a pejorative. Right. Uh, we were the humps. We did the work. I'm sure Joe's heard that. Uh, middle class Aye, people sir. have heard that. I don't want people to think I'm insulting anyone. The upper level cabal involved in this investigation of the Trump has insisted from day one, no, 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 it just started with the Papadopoulos downer tip. And that's why we opened the July 30th, 2016 investigation against Trump. Is that right? Is that right? Well, why is it that the day before you open the investigation, July 30th, 2016, the day before you open that investigation, the Orrs, Bruce and Nellie Orr, one who was working for the company hired by Hillary to dig up dirt on Trump, met with the dossier producer. I thought the dossier had nothing to do with opening the investigation. I thought that's what you told us. I thought it was all Papadopoulos. The day before they opened the case, the Orrs, are passing off information by the producer of the dossier, Steele, to the FBI. I thought that had nothing to do with it. 
So why is Barr investigating how it opened? I thought that was a closed book. Book? Closed. I have not steered you wrong. You have not been wasting your time here. I've told you they are hiding something over and over. The case did not start with the Papadopoulos downer tip. I beat that horse to death. I want to move on. It did not. They're hiding something big here. I'll move on and it'll make a little bit more sense. All right. Back to the John Solomon piece. He says, we have known for more than a year now that Department of Justice Inspector General Michael Horowitz has been investigating whether the FBI or DOJ abused the FISA court to secure a warrant to spy on the Trump campaign advisor Carter Page less than three weeks from Election Day 2016. This is important. But Barr made clear Tuesday that his review is distinct and more far-ranging than I.G. Horowitz's investigation. It goes back to the moment when a probe, codenamed Crossfire Hurricane, was opened on July 31st, 2016, by Trump-hating FBI counterintelligence agent Peter Stroke. Sorry, yeah, the case was opened on July 30th, 2016. The meeting between Orr, Steele, and then the McCabe and Page is on July 30th, the day before. Why is this important? So again... Headline number one, Barr is investigating himself what went on with the FBI's conduct, how it started. I thought we've already been told that. Takeaway number two under 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 one here, sub-bullet number two. So 1B. This is not the Horowitz investigation. Why is that critical? Because, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Horowitz is not a prosecutor. He is an investigator. There is a significant difference between an investigation being run by the Justice Department head, Bill Barr, and an investigation being run by an investigator. Investigators, Secret Service agents, FBI, inspectors general, do not have subpoena authority. This is important. This is a critical takeaway. When I was investigating credit card fraud, counterfeit money cases in the Secret Service, to get a subpoena, you have to go to a government prosecutor, an assistant United States attorney, or someone granted equivalent powers, a special counsel, whatever it may be, from the DOJ. Horowitz doesn't have that. The fact that Barr is making crystal clear that he's doing a, a separate investigation with full subpoena power is going to be devastating for the cabal of idiots involved in this. Remember, I will insist to you uh, from this point, I've I've always insisted this, I will continue from this point on. This is the greatest spy story ever told. Except it's a story of idiots. There's no James Bond. There's a Bond James. There's a Bond Jane. There's a Bondo Jamie. But there is no James Bond in this. These idiots failed to cover their own tracks. And now Barr, with subpoena power, is looking into how it started. How it started, we've already been told that. No, you've been lied to. And he has subpoena power. Both, you wanted some technical terms, subpoena ducetecum. In other words, produce some documents, produce some materials, bank Mm -hmm. records, whatever it may be, emails. Or a subpoena ad testificatum. In other words, you're going to testify about this. These people are in a world of trouble right now. Now, um, Devin Nunes appeared on Fox and Friends right before we, uh, well, was it Fox and Friends or America's News? One of them, the morning shows, right before we got in the air. And also seemed to indicate 
what we've been telling you forever. The case did not start with Papadopoulos. I'll tell you in a minute what they're hiding. It's fairly obvious if you're a regular listener to the show, but it's important with this new hook, right? Nunes said it this morning on Fox as well. The FBI keeps saying the case started on July 31st, 2016. Uh, We believe it started a lot earlier than that. He said this morning, possibly back to 2015. Oh, boy. Who's been lying? Folks, this is going to get real good. Okay. So that's takeaway number 1A and 1B. Barr's investigating. He's investigating how it started, which is going to be a doozy. And he's investigating. Separate from Horowitz, subpoena power. Oh, it's an awesome power. Here's takeaway number two, the deuce. The inspector general, Michael Horowitz, who we just referred to, is now investigating the role of Stefan Halper. A piece got written up yesterday, be in the show notes by Chuck Ross at the Daily Caller. Hat tip to Chuck who broke the Halper story. He should get a, a, a Pulitzer Prize for that. Here's the story. Daily Caller. Report. DOJ watchdog scrutinizing FBI informant who made contact with the Trump campaign, Chuck Ross, uh, uh, April 9th, 2019. Wow. Folks, I thought we were all... Joe, aren't we conspiracy theorists and nuts for claiming the Trump campaign uh, was spied on? Remember that, that? Yes, what I've heard. You, yeah. Remember we were, yeah. remember we were called that uh, by the yeah. CNN and MSNBC lunatics, yeah. the slimes and yeah. other people out there? Yeah, yeah. We left this hack on Twitter. Armacost, Bongino, you guys are crazy. You're conspiracy theorists. Really? Because that's funny. The New York Times put out a piece yesterday acknowledging the fact that Halper was used to gather information on the Trump team. The definition of a word, spy, for all you nutbags on the left. You're conspiracy theorists. There's no spy. (laughs) New York Times. There was an informant used to spy on the Trump team. What? We've told you this the whole time. Now, takeaway number two yesterday. The inspector general is investigating the use of said spy. Now, there are some sub bullets to this one. This Halper investigation by the inspector general is going to be nuclear level in its explosive capacity. Let's put up a snippet from Chuck Ross's piece. This is important. This is critical. We should put a shirt together. This is important. That's like (laughs) one of our key lines. I like that. Halper's first known campaign contact. This is the spy working for our intelligence entities. First known campaign contact was with Carter Page, July 11, 2016. Wait, wait, wait. July 11, 2016? Why does that matter? Because they told us, Joe, the case opened. Mm-hmm. On July 31st of 2016. So how is a spy contacting the Trump? How is that, Joe? How is that? <sighs> how is it that 20 days earlier, a spy known to the U.S. intelligence community with deep ties to it is contacting the Trump? Everybody, hold on, folks. Everybody scratched their heads. July- <laughs> Joe, what's first, July 11th or July 31st? Just so uh, we're clear, I need to double check uh, on this. Just- is July 31st before Ju- uh, before or after July uh, 11th? It comes before. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. 11th, it no, comes No, no, it actually comes after. July 31st comes after, but that's okay. okay. I thought I, you said 11th. What? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I comes thought you, I Spider, okay. I thought you said I was okay, Spider. You ever see Goodfellas and he shoots him and they're like, I'm not okay, Spider, give me a drink. Paula, just to, let's, let's, let's triple check this. Maybe I'll get my mother in line here. Paula, is July 31st after July 11th or before? 
Okay, thank you. Thank Paula you. gets it right, too. July 11th is before July 31st. How is that? Now it is bullet point number one, what Barr's investigating makes sense. The FBI, our case opened on July 31st, 2016. Please put up that clip again from uh, Chuck Ross. That's amazing because a spy known to the U.S. government contacts Carter Page on July 11, 2016, several weeks before the FBI formally mm. opened its counterintelligence investigation into the Trump campaign. Chuck Ross continues. Halper and Page remained in contact through September of 2017, the same month the government ended its surveillance of Page. In that special church lady. <laughs> wow, this is just magic. So this is fascinating because we've been told by the FBI repeatedly over and over that George Papadopoulos, foreign policy advisor to Trump, meets with an Australian diplomat in London over this boozy encounter, which is nonsense. Halper, uh, Downer himself describes it as one gin and tonic. Um, and Papadopoulos reveals to him that the Russians have information on Hillary. And this started our investigation on July 31st of 2016. Really? So he meets Page two weeks prior to them opening up the case. They say it doesn't exist yet. Why is this important? Because who is the key player? in the dossier Hillary Clinton's team had put together on Trump. Well, there's two key players in it. Carter Page and Paul Manafort. What is a government-connected intelligence asset, Stephen Halper, doing? Contacting a guy who is only a suspect, Carter Page, because of a false, fake dossier paid for by Hillary. What are they doing contacting him with a government intelligence asset? If the investigation isn't even open yet. Oh, maybe Bill Barr get an answer in his investigation into the how. This is just fascinating. By the way, the New York Times putting out a story yesterday. The New York Slimes putting a story out yesterday, outing Halper completely. Listen to me. Take this check to the bank, cash it, spend the money, and invest it. You'll never have to give it back. The Times got a leak because the FBI now, what, Joe, is trying to get out in front of this mm. and massage this story in the most gentle way possible. They have been avoiding for months what? Here's the coup de gras here, folks. They had been spying on the Trump team way before July 31st, 2016. The Papadopoulos story is a cover story to hide the fact that a U.S. government spy, S-P-Y, Joe Biden would spell it S-P-I, was spying <laughs> on the Trump team way before they opened up the formal case on July 31st. We know it now, and we know Barr is looking into it. And Barr, as evidenced by his reaction to the Democrat congresswoman who has no time for the truth, gives exactly zero uh, about anything they have to say up there. He is going to get to the truth. And the truth is, the FBI to this day is lying about the depths of their involvement in a massive spying scandal on a presidential candidate. One more angle to this. Ladies and gentlemen, the FBI, as we indicated in our first book, Spygate, on this, where we cover this in depth, please pick it up if you haven't yet. 
In one of the chapters, we lay out the FBI's own rules for the use of spies, confidential human sources. I don't care what you call them. I care what they did. They spied. Halper was a spy. And Joe, what's awfully inconvenient in that is in the laying out of the rules necessary to spy Mm -hmm. on Americans, you cannot employ a confidential human source until something happens, Joe. A full investigation is open. Mm -hmm. What? I'm confused. How is that? The FBI and the New York Slimes? And slimy Saliza and and useful idiot David Korn have been telling us for months that a full investigation wasn't open on Trump until July 31st, 2016. How's that? If a spy made contact with the Trump team two weeks earlier than the case opened and you can't use a spy until a full investigation's open... But the investigation isn't open for two weeks later. How is that? Oh, there was an investigation already open. Bank on it. Bank on it, babe, as Joe would say. Yes. Cash the check. Spend that money. They are lying to you. And Barr is all over it. You think that's a mistake in John Solomon's piece? Takeaway number one, Barr's investigating how they opened the investigation. You think that was just some typo? I told you Solomon knows the whole story. They are lying. The scandal's not just that they were spying on a Trump team. It's that they've been covering it up and they still are. No, no, no. It started with Papadopoulos. Wow, that's magic. Because your, your intelligence asset contacted Carter Page, who only appears in the dossier, by the way. Not in Papadopoulos' talk with Downer. And that happened two weeks earlier, and the FBI has to open a full investigation in order to use confidential human sources. How'd that happen? Huh. This is me scratching my head. Yeah. Also, the FBI, uh, excuse me, the Department of Justice is now looking into, uh, uh, via Michael Horowitz, the inspector general, Contact with Sam Clovis as uh, as he lays out, uh, Chuck Ross lays out in his piece. This is another critical takeaway. Sam Clovis was then a senior campaign official with the Trump campaign. We know that this spy, Stefan Halper, made contact with Clovis as well. How's that, Joe? Clovis didn't appear in the dossier. Mm. Clovis has never been charged with anything. Matter of fact, I thought you just told us this case started with a Papadopoulos tip to Downer. What is a U.S. government spy making contact with a political campaign official for who has no connection whatsoever to Russian collusion? Oh, wouldn't we love to see the emails about that one? Folks, (laughs) I'm telling you, this thing is about to erupt I know some of you are frustrated with the timeline, and I understand. I respect that. Your, 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 your concerns are extremely valid. Like, Dan, Mike Flynn's already been put through the ringer. We had Papadopoulos targeted. Manafort, 6 a.m. raids. Papadopoulos locked up on a PC warrant at the airport. You're, all these people are still running free. I get it. Point stipulated. Period. Full stop. You are correct. 
Your complaints about the speed of justice are accurate. Your complaints about justice coming are not. Now, a fair point, and I'll, I'll even give you the, the comeback to this. Justice delayed is justice denied. Fair enough. I get it. I agree. So let me just say, justice delayed is justice denied, but justice will not be delayed forever is probably a better way to say this. Maybe give you some aura of hope about what's coming. Mm -hmm. These people are in a world of trouble. Okay, I got one more takeaway here. These are the three major developments. So let's just rewind a bit. Number one, Barr is investigating how this started. Critical. We've been told how it started. And it's a lie. Secondly, the inspector general is now investigating Halper, who is an intelligence asset for the United States government and his role in contacts with the Trump campaign before they started the investigation. This is going to blow this thing wide open. Takeaway number three. Bob Mueller declined a review of Bill Barr's report. I have a video of this. This is important, and it's not as simple as the media is making it out to be. If you listen to my show the other day, you'll understand the layers to this. But this is a little more complicated than this soundbite lets on. And I'll explain when it's done. Here's Mueller describing, uh, uh, excuse me, Bill Barr describing how Mueller didn't want to review his report. Um, did you contemplate having the special counsel's office help you with the preparation of your March 24th letter? Or did you? Uh, we offered to have Bob review it before putting it out and he declined. I didn't ask you about reviewing. I asked um, if you thought about having them help prepare the March 24th letter. I mean, they, they did no, the report after all. No, I didn't think about it. Why not? Because it was my letter. <laughs> I love... Did, how do you not love this Bill Barr? I love this guy. Well, Charlie, that was Charlie Chris, um, hapless uh, congressman, the guy with the most permanent permatan I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Charlie Chris, I don't know what he does. Does he have like a, one of those uh, easy bake ovens or something at home? But Charlie Chris used to be the governor of Florida. Uh, he's really an awful guy. He was a Republican. He couldn't stay out of power. So he switched over to be a Democrat. He says, well, you, you know, you, I didn't ask about I asked if you asked Bob Mueller to help you prepare the report. Bill Barr's like, well, why would I do that? It's my letter. <laughs> and he indicates there that Mueller passed on reviewing the letter. You may say, so So what? What's the breaking news? Oh, listen to me, folks. Democrats never ask questions in front of national cameras on C-SPAN and cable news, like Charlie Chris. They never waste their time on inane questions they don't have the answers to. What am I getting at? Someone told Charlie Chris to answer that question. Why? Well, you remember last week's show? Bill Barr, before he was appointed attorney general, was even in consideration for the position, wrote a memo as a private citizen indicating that the president could not possibly be guilty of obstruction of justice due to the information available publicly for the firing of Jim Comey. Mm -hmm. That's before Barr's appointed attorney general, before he's even in consideration. Mueller, by refusing to review the letter, that exonerates Trump, that, that Bill Barr produced. Joe, this is this is slick. This is game theory by the <laughs> left. Chris knows 
that by Mueller passing on reviewing the letter, it puts the responsibility for the exoneration of Trump on the obstruction charge, which Barr and Rosenstein do. They say there's just no evidence for this charge. Mm -hmm. Puts the responsibility on who? Barr. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I told you this last week. Nothing happens at these hearings by mistake. Everything is fed to these congressmen. They're not smart enough to think of the questions themselves. Oh, you thought Charlie Chris thought of that himself? What are you, nuts? Folks, believe me, when you run for office and you meet these people, they are the most unimpressive people on the planet. I mean it. They are seriously unimpressive. I have conversations outside with, 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 with hardworking manual laborers who I'm telling you are a thousand times smarter, street smarts and book smarts, than these idiots up on Capitol Hill. I'm not kidding. Chris had that fed to him. Ask him if Mueller assisted in the review. Because if Mueller reviewed the letter, Joe, mm -hmm. then what happens? The left's talking point about Barr made a unilateral decision on absolving Trump of obstruction would be gone because Mueller would have reviewed the letter. You get right. what I'm talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but slick, yeah. Mueller knows exactly what's uh -huh. going on here. Let me just read. I got, I got to redo a little bit what I said last week. Said, this is important yesterday. So Bill Barr writes this letter. He, he says the, this four-page summary of the Mueller report is two bottom lines. Bottom line number one, there's no collusion. There's really no dispute about that anymore. Mueller's even signed that because there was no evidence. Now, you may say, if Mueller's not a friend to Trump or Barr, why did he write that? Because they can't fabricate evidence. There was no collusion because there was no collusion. It's not a judgment call. You either have evidence of a conspiracy or you don't. Mueller had no choice. He wasn't doing Trump. Stop saying Mueller exonerated Trump. He didn't. Trump exonerated Trump. There was no evidence. The bank wasn't robbed. Mueller can't charge Trump with a bank robbery. It didn't happen. It's black or white, folks. Either the bank was robbed or it wasn't. Either there's evidence of a conspiracy with Russia or there's not. There isn't. Mueller had to write that. But Mueller hates Trump. So in order to keep the, uh, the, the air of suspicion over the Trump campaign, they wanted to charge him with obstruction. Obstruction is a judgment call. It's the equivalent of with the NYPD, we had disorderly conduct. Some cops would charge disorderly conduct for screaming in the street about something. It's a judgment call. It's a judgment call. Because Mueller knows it's a judgment call. Whose judgment does he want on the record? Bars. Charlie Chris knows this because Barr has already written a memo before he got into the position indicating that obstruction's nonsense. So what's the Democrats' line going to be? Think it through. Oh, listen, he was already predisposed to saying Trump wasn't guilty of obstruction. Look at this. this is Bill Barr giving him a pass. Now. You may say, well, that doesn't make sense because if Mueller has evidence of obstruction, why not charge Trump or charge him in a in a in a uh, in his report? Because you can't indict a sitting president, but write it out in a report, Joe, and let them use it for impeachment. And then after Trump's impeached, charge him with obstruction when he leaves office. I explained this last week because they have no evidence of right. obstruction. Trump asked Jim Comey to investigate people guilty of malfeasance on his team. 
McCabe's admitted under oath there's no evidence. Mueller would never in a million years take an impeached uh, President Trump removed from office to trial on an obstruction charge. So he does the slimiest thing possible. He passes the football to Barr. He lets Barr make the call. Barr reads the evidence on obstruction, realizes it with Rosenstein, it's garbage, says there's no obstruction, we're not going to charge him, gives the letter to Mueller. Mueller says, I don't want to see this. They then pass a question off the Charlie Chris. Hey, did Mueller review it? No, he didn't review it. Oh, he didn't? Also, it was Barr's call, the guy who wrote the memo before. This is typical Democrat sleazery of the umpteenth degree. So takeaway number three, we now have it on the record that Mueller did not want to review that. Why would he not want to? That's insane. Joe, you're an investigator, Bob Mueller, for the government, investigating a crime. Mm -hmm. I'm reviewing your report. Mm -hmm. I write a four-page synopsis of what you say, and you're not even remotely interested in seeing it? Mm. Folks, read between the lines. Mueller is becoming a full-blown liberal activist. That question was fed to Chris to now set up suspicion that Barr is corrupted. Unreal. Unbelievable. So takeaway number three, Mueller declined to review the letter uh, for no good reason whatsoever other than to put the blame on Barr and to punt on a, on a judgment call to Barr to make Barr's judgment appear suspect. All right, I got another tactical nuke that went off yesterday. Um, again, hat tip to at John W. Huber account. Uh, you got a Twitter, just a really good job. He pulled out a snippet from some now released documents about court documents from October about Jim Comey that are going to prove my theory that this was Mueller was corrupt the whole time. All right, before we get to that, today's show also brought to you by our buddies Equip. One of the most important things we do for our health every day is brushing your teeth. I have Equip. I love it. It, it feels like a power washing for your mouth. Yet most of us don't do it properly. Equip solves that problem for you. It's a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. It takes all the guesswork out of it. It has sensitive sonic vibrations, gentle and sensitive for your sensitive gums. Sometimes people brush too hard and some electric toothbrushes are just way too abrasive. It has a two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds, reminds you when to switch sides. Uh, it, uh, it, up to 90% of us don't brush for the full two minutes and don't uh, clean evenly. Too much on one side, not enough on the other. This solves all those problems for you. It has a multi-use cover, mounts to your mirror and unmounts. You can take it with you for travel. Brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5. Why would they do that? Because three out of four of us use bristles that are old, worn out, ineffective. They're not cleaning your teeth. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association and has thousands of verified five-star reviews. Everybody in my house has a Quip. My teeth have never felt cleaner. My or, The oral health in this house is top-notch, tier one level oral health in the Boncino household. I love it. That's why I love Quip and why they're backed up by over 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash Dan right now, you'll get your first refill, refill pack uh, for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash Dan. That's getquip.com slash Dan. Getquip.com slash Dan. Get Quip. Make sure that you get that right. Getquip.com slash Dan. All right, folks, you'll love Quip. Check it out. All right. So I have a 
a screenshot uh, I, I, I took from the Twitter account I just mentioned, which is just amazing. There has been some revelations in an October 13, 2017 court hearing where some information about Jim Comey was dropped that is going to result in a volcano inside your cerebral cortex. If you wouldn't mind, put up that screenshot here. This is just fascinating from the court documents. The FBI and the special counsel's office have determined that disclosure of the Comey memos or any portions of them could be reasonably expected to adversely affect the pending Russia investigation. Listen to this. Oh, boy. Former FBI director James B. Comey is a witness in the pending investigation. The Comey memos are his contemporaneous notes about the incidents that are of interest in that investigation. They are. Comey is a, a witness? Wait, wait, what? Yeah. How is Jim Comey a witness? What investigation? Folks, you may be saying at home, oh, Dan, clearly, you know, Comey was a witness in an investigation into the Russia probe. No, 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 no. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I spend an awful lot of time in federal and local law enforcement, and I can assure you I have never had a criminal case I worked in the Secret Service where the Secret Service director, no matter who it was, Lou Merletti or whoever after that, I was like uh, three or four of them I worked for, I can assure you they were never a witness in my case. I can also assure you that there is not a snowball's chance in hell that Jim Comey is a witness in this Russiagate probe. Jim Comey has said repeatedly under oath, repeatedly, oh, I don't know, I can't recall. He was not the investigator. Please pick up what I'm putting down here. All right. Comey was not the investigator. The investigator was Peter Stroke in the Russiagate probe. One of the other investigators was that Gator guy. Mike Gaeta, who met with Steele in London two weeks prior. Oh, two weeks prior to a crossfire hurricane opened up? How was that? I thought it opened July 31st. Yeah, you're wrong. Comey is not the investigator. That is not the case they're talking about that he is a witness in. All right, so what are you getting at? What case is Comey a witness in? Comey is clearly a witness in the obstruction probe against Donald Trump. Ladies and gentlemen, this is big. Hmm. This is really big. Why? Because it's Comey's firing that prompts the obstruction probe. We now know, according to these same court filings, that Comey gives his memos about his interactions with Donald Trump to Andrew McCabe before, before, Mueller is even appointed as the special counsel. So think of how bizarre this is. Donald Trump, the president of the United States, who has full authority to hire or fire the FBI director for whatever reason he sees fit, a point acknowledged by Jim Comey himself under oath, fires the FBI director pursuant to a memo written by Rod Rosenstein about Jim Comey's stupid mistakes and malfeasance, Comey turns around after he's fired, gives the memos to his deputy director, his buddy McCabe, who then starts an investigation into the president for firing his boss. Where Comey becomes a witness later on. 
There's no deep state. <laughs> Conspiracy theorists. Are you sure? You elected the president of the United States who has full executive authority to appoint, fire, terminate these people at his discretion. He fires them pursuant to a memo written by his attorney, deputy attorney general. The fired FBI director then institutes a deep state investigation to take down the same president that fired him by giving his memos to Andy McCabe. Now, you may say, well, Dan, you opened this up talking about the Mueller probe and how you believe it may prove you correct. Oh, I did. I've told you repeatedly, Mueller is not hired to investigate collusion. It's a hoax. Mueller's hired in May of 2017. He knows immediately at the latest July of 2017, although I'll make the case and I have, and he knew probably way before that because his lead investigator, Andrew Weissman, Joe, already knows the dossier that's the bedrock of the collusion case is a Clinton campaign document. He was briefed on it in 2016. You tracking me? That's right. Mueller's lead investigator knows the whole case is based on a hoax dossier. Mueller is not hired to investigate collusion. His lead investigator knows it's a hoax. He was briefed on the hoax. Mueller is hired from day one to investigate obstruction. Why? Because it's a judgment call. You don't need the bank to be robbed. You can just make a judgment that you think the bank was robbed. And they could have kept this obstruction case open forever to dismantle the Trump presidency, which was exactly Weissman and Mueller's intent. The only thing that stopped them is the appointment of Bill Barr and subsequently before him as acting Matthew Whitaker to run the Justice Department. That's the only thing that slows this thing down. That's why it stops. Let me give you an example of what I mean, why this is important. If I'm trying to destroy Joe's career, and Joe's the president of the United States, mm-hmm. and I accuse Joe of being involved in a check-kiting scandal, I'm, I'm eventually check-kitings when you send you know, uh, checks to credit card companies that bounce and you, mm-hmm. you use that period to run up your account. Eventually, I'm going to need canceled checks and records from the credit card company. It's abundantly obvious if I hire a guy to help me investigate Joe who fabricated evidence against Joe, it's abundantly obvious that the case is a fraud from day one. But if I want to keep investigating Joe to ruin his life because I can't produce credit card records, there are none, Mm -hmm. and nor can I produce a canceled check because Joe wasn't kiting checks. But if I want to hide this illicit investigation conducted by my lead investigator, I'm now using a target show, the best way to do it is to start a judgment crime investigating next because it's your judgment. You don't ever have to produce a significant amount of evidence. You can just leach it out over time. Gotcha. And hope the president makes a public statement. Oh, that's obstruction. That's obstruction. That's a, that's that's felonious mopery in the umpteenth degree. Yeah. All you do is wait for Joe who's the president of the United States, keep making public statements and everything he says is going to be evidence of obstruction. Oh, he talked to Lester Holt at NBC and said that the Russia thing was a made-up story when he fired Comey. The obstruction! The evidence is the investigation. The investigation becomes the evidence. 
You leave a judgment call investigation open. You wait for any public statement by the president. You use every public statement as evidence of the obstruction charge you're keeping open to destroy the presidency. Now does this snippet from the court filings, now does this Jim Comey was a witness make sense? Man. He was clearly a witness in this open-ended obstruction case for his own firing. This is incredible. This is astonishing. The the cabal's level of cajones. I know how to say it. It's a family-friendly show. It's friendlier saying it cajones. We, do you get it? Trump fires this guy for grotesque malfeasance who then goes back, uses his contacts within the FBI to initiate a full-blown investigation into Trump. He then reconnects with his buddy Mueller. They know they love each other. He reconnects with Mueller as a primary witness against Trump for his firing on a totally judgment call that's completely authorized by the president's own powers. (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, the hubris here is stunning. Jim Comey was a witness in an obstruction case kept open because the collusion case Jim Comey started was a complete failure. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Again, hat tip um, that undercover Huber account for pulling that out of there. That is a terrific find. Comey's a witness. He's not a witness to the collusion probe. They're using Comey as a witness to obstruction because he hates Trump. This is huge. Yeah. And now we know he gives the memos to to McCabe before Mueller's even hired. Hey, buddy, you want to start an investigation against that guy who just fired me? Orange man, bad. Let's do it. I love the liberals. <laughs> There's no deep state. Yeah, yeah, sure, guys. Keep that up, idiots. Morons. Morons. So stupid. All right, moving on. Um, I have two videos here. This is... Well, I'm going to call this the I didn't say. This is kind of a, we'll end on a little bit of a funny, this is a very serious show today, but on a little bit of a kind of a funny note, and I mean, by funny, I don't mean funny on what happened to these people, but funny and how clueless the Democrats are. We'll call this the I didn't say that kind of semi-montage here. Uh, first, I want to play some uh, outstanding video, it's short, um, of, of Candace Owens. She's uh works for Turning Point USA. She's a conservative activist. Uh, happens to be a black female, which is irrelevant to any of us in the listening audience, but of course matters to the left that loves identity politics. Uh, Candace is, is, is excellent at defending herself. So Candace is up on Capitol Hill yesterday for a hearing on social media and the absolutely hapless Democrat hack, Ted Lieu, this congressman, a debunked conspiracy theorist nut, uh, who would really as, as grasp what reality is tenuous at best, tries to impugn the character of Candace Owens by intimating, uh, insinuating somehow that she's like a fan of Hitler, which is probably one of the dumbest things um, I've ever heard in my life. But listen to how Candace Owens responds to this. And we'll call this the, the, because this is what you have to do when you're ever debating liberals. You just have to call them out on their BS because they make everything up. Play that cut. Thank you. Uh, Ms. Owen, uh, Ms. Owens, I'm sorry. We just started a recording. Um, would you like time to respond to that? Yes, um, I think it's pretty apparent that uh, Mr. Liu believes that black people are stupid and will not uh, pursue the full clip in its entirety. He purposely presented an extract, an extracted clip. Witness will suspend for a moment. It is not proper to refer disparagingly or to a member of the committee. Uh, The witness will not do that again. 
Witness may continue. Sure, even though I was called despicable. Um, Witness may not refer to a member of the committee as stupid. I didn't refer to him as stupid. That's not what I said. That's not what I said at all. You, you didn't listen to what I said. Folks, please. Tricky. Folks, please, if you don't mind, even if you listen on audio, and the audio covers most of it, but go to the, the YouTube account, youtube.com slash Bongino. <laughs> please check out the video thing because I just want you to see Jerry Nat. Joe, you saw it. You oh, said, yeah. Paul, you see Jerry Nadler's face? Hack Democrat Congressman Jerry Nadler, Nadler another conspiracy theorist. Uh, Jerry Nadler's face because he he's so not used to a strong woman like Candace yep. Owens calling him on his BS. Oh, that's not what I said. That's, that, that's not what I said. Did you not listen to me? That's not what, Nadler goes, whoo. Well, whatever. I didn't say that. And then I love Candace Owens opening. Uh, Mr. Lou, Ted Lou, you know, the other conspiracy theorist who tries to impute her character saying somehow mm. she supports Hitler. Uh, I, I love her opening line. Uh, Mr. Lou thinks black people are stupid and they won't watch <laughs> the whole video. Good for you, Candace. Calling this guy Lou yeah, is man. nut. And Lou's like, uh, uh, you got to see Lou's face. Oh. Lou looks even dumber than Nadler. It's classic. So that's the first Democrats trying to put Candace Owens did not call Ted Lou stupid, although he is pretty stupid, by the way. I would have happily called him stupid because he is. Um, she said that they that Lou thinks black people are stupid, and I love that she defends herself. I didn't say that, and of course you can't uh, you can't play that without playing Bill Barr calling out another Democrat congresswoman who again tries to put words in people's mouth. It's very clear that he opposed it, and so let it work out in legislation. I want you to be very, I want you to be very, let me finish my question, because that's what I heard. Maybe you need to clarify it. Their truth is never the truth. There's the truth, and you. There, there's no, like, your truth, my truth. Let me give you an example, because maybe liberals need basic math to figure this out. Oh, no. Here, Joe, let's do a diagram. Hold on. Okay. Need a piece of paper. Wait, do we have a Sharpie in here somewhere? <laughs> I gotta. Do you have a sharpie out there, Paula? Let's do this. This is the truth, folks. Democrats, watch. Two plus two equals four. Okay. Two plus two equals four. You can see that. That is not your truth. That's just the <laughs> truth. I pl I played the mod the little. You know, this is that's not what I said because that's what the Democrats want you to believe that their truth matters. The truth. That's not what Candace Owens said, and it's not what Bill Barr said. But you see crap like this all the time, and it's super frustrating. Oh, man. All right. Don't we just end on a kind of semi-humorous note today? All right. I've got some more stuff tomorrow. I'm going to try to get to this John Kerry thing. I couldn't get to it today, but John Kerry just getting completely owned. Joe, keep that for tomorrow, Paulie, too. Uh, by by Congressman uh, Tom Massey. John Kerry getting just destroyed oh, on spent. basic environmental yeah. questions. Isn't it good? Yeah. Uh, so we'll play that tomorrow, and I, I don't want to tie it into an AOC thing she did on the religion of environmentalism because it's become a religion. So we'll, we'll play that tomorrow. So uh, sorry for throwing a curveball into the show, but it's you know th this was just stack stuff today. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino. You can also subscribe to the audio show on iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. Please subscribe. It helps us move up the charts, helps other people find the show. We don't have a huge marketing budget here, so... Our growth has been organic, to use the buzzword, and is entirely attributable to you. So we really deeply appreciate your support. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.